Uh, welcome to another episode of the Love Sport Podcast. It's Paul and John tonight. We're going to see what we're going to kick, what we're going to get rid of. We're going to look at our good, bad, the ugly, and have a bit of a look at our own sports uh, teams. This is the Love Sport Podcast. Uh, just for Pete and for Sean, who we're missing on the podcast, a little bit, a little bit of B- Bill Withers as you uh, open up the first can of the night, mate. Did you hear that? Did you? Sunshine when she's gone. Yes, I did, mate. Welcome <laughs> to Love Sport Podcast. It's Paul and John. Bill Withers in the background for me at the moment. We're missing our co-hosts Sean and Pete, so a bit of a shout out to them. Pete will be back with us next week, and hopefully we can get Sean on. He's a very popular host of the show. John, been an interesting week of sport, mate. Interesting few weeks. And I thought tonight we'd, we'd just go pretty much off the cuff. And if it's okay with you, mate, I might start with a rant. Go for it, mate. I don't want to and, – and I'm guilty of this. That's why I want to have a bit of a rant. Um, we're so enamoured or so stuck on social media at the moment that sometimes we react. And I know you're very good at not – doing this but sometimes we react emotionally to the things we first see on social media uh, i can and i'm mate i'm guilty of that and i you know i'll give an example last week um we found out early this week that uh, a couple of richmond players were involved in a fracas over the weekend yep. and um they were actually sticking up for each other and and for daniel rioli's girlfriend and from all reports we're talking from the club owner to other footballers to patrons they actually did what all of us would do when we're out at night and um, stick up for our friends and family. And I jumped reading the initial reports. I jumped to conclusions. Why are young guys out at night? What are they doing? They're professional footballers. And you have to do what you do, mate. And a lot of other people should learn from you and others. Um, my partner Meg's the same. Is wait. Wait till the facts present. Wait till the emotion's out of it and make an informed decision. And I think we've become slaves to social media, whether it's sport or other things, where we, honestly, you want to talk about false news, it's the only thing Trump had right. We do jump at false news all the time. I'm not sure what your thoughts are. I'll put my hand up to say I was an idiot about it. There's a real scourge in society, community, I think around the whole world, and that's that's making um, life decisions and life-changing decisions based on uh, a, me- a social media platform that only allows you to put 180 characters onto it. Mm. And, you know, it's I, at school, I, I'll leave it at this. I tell my students in grade 12 senior um, geography, it's academic subject, and also in senior history, that you can't approach um, academia or anything in your life um, in, in a way that you would a Twitter or a social media grab whether it's TikTok, not just Twitter, TikTok, um, what's that, Snapchat, any of that stuff. Instagram, yep. Yeah, because that is, one, it's an emotional um, level, and two, it's never, ever based on fact. And it's never, it's never, um, it's, nothing's verified. So I think that a lot of people have made that their social discourse and the thing on which they base all of their um, decisions or thoughts on the way the community or culture is. And I think it's a massive mistake for everyone. I don't, I don't blame people. I've been caught up in 
those moments and I see how it works, I just say, I just go to the old, um, what's his name, the old Jets head coach. Um, what's his name? Oh, he was on SPF Road. Herm Edwards. Oh, yes. His piece, only piece of advice to his players is don't press. And I've heard him say that a lot, and it's one of the greatest bits of advice ever. My advice is is not as good, but mine is have it there. Go away for a few minutes. Come back. You still feel exactly the same. No problems. And I say that to my kids all the time. If you're sending a message to a friend or anything like that and you're a little bit emotional, save it as a draft. Walk away. Do you still feel the same? No? Delete it. And oh, in particular, to... say it with your, with your partner. Oh, um, yep. You know, like a, a lot of people... Oh, I don't even want to talk about it, but last night I watched... I've, I've been watching that um, SBS documentary about domestic violence in Australia. Yep. And one of the main things I take from that is, you know, just take a step back when you're emotional, angry, whether you're a guy or a female, in any kind of relationship, um, you know, um, just take a step back and wait until you respond to something. It's a anyway, fantastic point of view. Yeah, look, it's off sport line, but it's uh, just want to probably segue a little bit, and it is the same kind of topic, mate, um, is what are your thoughts? And I'm torn on this. What are your thoughts about professional footballers all professional sports people being able to go out into the public sphere at night like anyone else. What are your thoughts on it? Well, why shouldn't they? It's a free country. I don't understand why it is that that should be something that self-limits to people. I think what happens, though, is that with great, um, with great, um, you know... Um, you're going to pull out of... a Spider-Man quote here? or Yeah, look, in any position you're in, like, I mean, look, let's put it this way. I always make a decision that says that <laughs> I don't really think that given my job or my position that I can really in a local area or anywhere because I think if I did that, somebody might be watching what I'm doing. Yep, yep. And if I'm going to be out in public, you know, the, the, everywhere I go, and, and for goodness sake, I mean, I'm a, I'm a high school teacher. I literally can't go anywhere. I've been in airports. I've been, yeah. I've, I've been in airports in Asia, airports in Europe and airports in South America where I have run into people who know me from my job. So if, amazing, if that happens yeah. to me, right, like how can it not be that it wouldn't happen to somebody of a, of a super high profile in or out? And so if you are out, then you're always responsible for, for you. Like uh, I think people can are able to go out and, and, and enjoy a night out. I've got no problem with um, young fellas going out and enjoying the town. I've got no problem in them meeting up with um, young girls or young boys or whatever it is that takes their fancy and and doing what is available to everyone else. However, if you do that, uh, you just have to be aware that how you react to other people is important. These days, people taking photos of everything. And I think that's, that, that's on you. You've got to know that. And I think that's where I'm torn. I'm not advocating or, or advocating or whatever responsibility or advocating that they can't go out at night. What my point of view is, you know you're going to run into idiots and you know being a sports star, you're going to be targeted. And so for me, and this is just my position, John, and I'm, I doubt I would have followed through with this. My position is, if you're okay with being targeted and and you can handle it where you can walk away or, you, or people give you the ability to walk away, 
then go for it. You should be allowed to have, you should be allowed to have a normal life. Unfortunately, we live in a society where that's not the case. And it's always been that way. But social media just kind of exacerbates it. Like, you know, you don't have years- to be, but, but Paul, you don't have to be high profile to have a night out on the town and in tragedy. And you know yeah. very well that that's something that, that I would live with to this day. So I don't yeah. believe in anyone could telling their life. If, if you want to do something, go ahead and do it. But you've got to realize what's going to be out there. See, for me, that's my point. That's I my point. When I, when I was playing, even when I was playing um, local club cricket, and I go out with um, the guys and, and they're out going into surfers, an amazing place to go out for the night. Um, and everyone, I, I made clear to everybody who knew me that I was out there with, uh, that I had, a, I, had a, I had a girlfriend and I was intending to marry her. Yep. Um, so it, it, you send out whatever signal you want to send out. And I think that always comes down to you. I've met professional sports people out and about in situations like that. I've been out with them. Yeah. Yep. They send out whatever signal they want to send out, mate. And if you, and when when twats do come around, as they invariably do, whether you're import like high profile or not, um, you know that you just have to deal with it on the spot. I, I, I wouldn't say that. I, I could never see a time when you write that into someone's contract. Imagine being a member of, you know, the, the, Collingwood and saying, "I'm never allowed to go out." And did you know that has been put in to teams, uh, not co- personal contract, but teams have done that over the years, ban beer for a year and so forth. Um, I know Dustin Martin has very, I think he self-bans, and this is what you were saying. I think he self-bans himself from having alcohol throughout the season. And at the end, we've seen his celebrations have been world-class. So that's his, exactly what you said. That's his personal choice. And I doubt anyone's going to say that, you know, oh, Dusty's not cool because he won't go out and have a beer. So it, you're exactly right. It's what you put out into the universe, I think. And yes, mm. you're going to be targeted at times. But yeah, I, 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 and I, I think that's what I love about being our age and also having good friends is that you can start with a point of view and it can change. And I found mine this week when I was talking about the Richmond situation, I spoke to heaps of different people from different sports and, you know, I've been involved in a lot of sports and they're all saying, you know, give me a point of view. And I love that ability to be able to change it. But one thing I won't change, John, is the fact that Aaron Rodgers is still, don't mean to be rude, being smashed around by your Green Bay Packers. It's he's being really smashed annoying. around by the Packers. Oh, I think so. What have I they done? So. I just apart don't think they've apart from put him in the last two NF, NFC championships and on both did, occasions. Did and both in both occasions. Yeah. The year before, the first year under Matt Lafleur, Aaron Rodgers really didn't set the world on fire at all. And if you, you know, that's the year that they took, they took Jordan Love as a pick in the, in the draft. I think that, I mean, if 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 I, I'm hand on my heart, I think that the Packers should have gone to the Super Bowl last year, except that Aaron Rodgers had an absolutely atrocious second second half. This is amazing that we've got such different viewpoints on this because I really, really don't think he's been very well equipped over the years. And I think the Jordan Love choice, and, and you have been, I won't say that, a biggest fan of it, you've been a fan. I think it was a terrible choice, mate. You could have waited second or third round to pick him up. Yeah, well, everyone said that it was, you know, look, you can listen to whoever you want, but when they talk about succession of quarterback, quarterback is, is, you know, the heart and soul of your club. And I can tell you, the year that they picked out Jordan Love to be the 
as the first choice in the draft. We talked about it then. Um, Rogers had been on decline. He'd been injured pretty badly in probably two of the previous four seasons. We missed a lot of time. Yep. Um, he'd actively campaigned to get rid of the coach. Yeah. Um, he'd made a big song and dance about that. Uh, he he had, you know, let's, let's be honest. Let's be realistic here. Um, apart from one of our NFC Championship games, um, which is the one when, um, anyway, apart from one, uh, the other three, Aaron Rodgers has played his worst football in the biggest spot. Well, mate, I'll take him at the fins for sure. Um, I'm not saying like, that. See, Paul, I said that's not my point. No, I'm, I'm not, not saying not, he needs not, to go I'm, somewhere I'm else. I will take him, though. Yeah, yeah but uh, the thing is, I mean, if you look at the Green Bay Packers as a premier franchise, I'll bet you'd swap 30 years for what the Dolphins have put out for you, right? Oh, you know what? Now, it's about, it's about way more than just the quarterback. Yeah. We've had two great quarterbacks, but the truth of the matter is that between the pair of them, they found a way of only winning two Super Bowls. You wouldn't believe that, would you? If you saw highlights of both players and, and all the stats and everything like that, you would say four to five Super Bowls, wouldn't you? Right. If you were just purely looking at stats and highlights, you'd go, man, they must have won four or five Super Bowls. Um, and Aaron so, hasn't even been, to, even been able to get to a second one as a, second as a quarterback. One. So if it's a team game going both ways, you know, if he's moaning about the coach uh, three, four years ago, yeah. Mike McCarthy, who put him in a position to win in his second year as a starter, advocated for him to get the spot um, and all the rest of it. Well, in in the last two years, he's been in two NFC Championship games. They're fully loaded. The Packers are fully loaded. Where's he going to go? The Broncos, who didn't make the playoffs for the last few years. I mean, you're kidding, aren't you? I've heard all this garbage about, oh, going to the Broncos and all this. The Broncos is the most loaded division in the NF in the NFL. They're playing against Pat Mahomes. They've got um, yep. the young fellow at the Chargers. Um, honestly, I was looking at all that stuff, and you want to get me fired up. Oh, I've got you I'm fired going, up. Okay, if we're going to get if – we, if, if Aaron Rodgers wants to take a dump on the Packers, which is the way it, it – he hasn't said anything, right? But the fact that there's no sources way the Packers, are sources very close. There is no up. way the Packers are bringing this stuff and making this happen, right? There's no way they're doing it because it no. always comes from Aaron somewhere the back door. He finds it. I've been watching AJ Hawk. I've seen everyone else trumping up. Look, um, I would call his bluff, and I would go to the Raiders. And I'd say to the Raiders, because they're as dumb as crap, right, when it comes to making trades. <laughs> they haven't been great. Right? And I'd say, I'll tell you what, you can have a 38, 39-year-old Aaron Rodgers behind a pretty average offensive line and with no hope of making the finals in the division with Pat Mahomes and um, what's his name from – I can't remember his name now from, – from the Chargers. And we'll take, we'll take Derek Carr – We'll take three of your first-round draft picks and we'll just, for the next three years, and we'll sit over here and say thanks very much because our side is loaded. Everyone keeps saying Aaron Rodgers has got no weapons. Now, I've sat through oh, my whole life as a Packers fan. Oh, yep. he's got no running backs. Well, that's garbage. They just invested in Aaron Jones, okay? We've got two running backs behind him on the depth chart, both of whom made big impact in the playoffs last year. Everyone says, oh, he's got no weapons. 
He's got Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams is ranked now in the top two or three um, wide he receivers in the NFL. Sensa- he is sensational. Right. Everyone yeah, he's says, be a oh, he's got no quarterbacks. His favorite has been the couple of the, the three um, different name um, little tight ends that he's got there. Everyone says, oh, he's not protected. That's BS. The Packers have consistently put up one of the best offensive line rotations in the NFL for a long, long time. I'll tell you where we've been missing out. It's been on defense. Go, oh, the defense is defense. There's a reason for that. That's because our defense stuck, stunk it up for about eight or nine years. The thing is, when the defense has been right, Aaron hasn't been able to get anything done. Last year in the second half of the NFC Championship game against an old Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers went three and out three times in the second half if he had a stuck one. And then all we've heard ever since is, oh, they didn't put the ball in my hand for the last play of the game. It's like, why would we? Yeah, I didn't make a play for the whole second <laughs> half. This is the best. I, I totally agree. I totally agree with Matt Lafleur. It's like, let's take the field goal and see if we get it back. Because guess, second half of that game when the when the spotlight was on, Aaron could not make a play. We went nowhere in that second half. I just about broke my feet kicking the effing couch. This is the and best. I Aaron, you know, I love had. Aaron Rodgers and. Can I tell you what? You started this, right? I'm going to finish it. <laughs> There's two quarterbacks in my lifetime, and I love both of them. Do you want to tell me? You know who they are. Who would that be? Oh, I don't know, mate. No, I think you should tell oh, well, me. Well, one's called Brett Favre, and the other yes. one's called Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Everyone's going, oh, you know what? Oh, Aaron this, Aaron, he loves his history. He's never going to listen to this, so who cares? I'm just going to tell you off. This has been coming out of me for years, right? Loving it. Brett Favre, the only reason that the Packers turned their back on him for about three or four years was because he tried to come back to the Packers. When he Mm. was – before he retired, he wanted to come back and play, and he was told no. Aaron Rodgers is doing the complete opposite. He's saying, I'm going to leave when the Packers want him back. Look out, Aaron. Uh, You might go to to Denver – Okay, whatever. I don't think you're going to win a title there. You're not going to win a title there. You're definitely not going to win it at the Raiders, for goodness sake. All right? You go there, you just fade out, and you're going to look to come back to the Packers after you forced your way. Because everyone's going to turn around and go, hmm, whatever. What's the worst thing that happened with Jordan Love? We go three and – three and what's the new schedule? We're going to say 14. three. It's not three and th- – three. we go three and 14 – get an early first-round draft pick plus three draft picks from from Denver or something, look out, let's take a quarterback. Mate, that's one of your, that's one of your best. Uh, we, we're going to put that in our all-time rant. So I, I absolutely love it. Mate, um, I want you – we're going to just do a section called – And I'm not off, finished off, because – because – because it's because of this BS and this, all this subterfuge bullshit that's been going on for about five or six years – that Aaron Rodgers is never going to be Brett Favre for Packers fans. Yep. Yep. He, he's, he's really done some damage to his brand, whether he's done it behind the scenes or had other people whispering that. that and I, I know brand is not what you want to hear in sport, but it is, especially in, in things like American sport, he's done irreparable damage, I reckon. 
Um, and I love, I love the Packers, man. You know that. I know. And I, and God, you do. We love the quarterbacks, and, and I want Aaron to come back. But, you know, honestly, at the, at the moment, I'm, I'm at the point where I go, oh, you know what, dude? Seriously, F off. Well, mate, I, this is not a rant, but this is something that's really worried me, and it's a really good call. I've been listening to a lot of different podcasts, and I don't make all my decisions based on podcasts. But this, this seems to be fairly true of quarterbacks at the moment, is that, the Dolphins have put a lot of currency into Tua Tungavoa um, coming through as a quarterback. And when you're hearing whispers of past players saying, look, we don't think he's going to make it, and the only person who's backing him up right now is the coach, that worries me a hell of a lot as a Dolphins fan. Um, but I think you have to give him a year or two. I mean, imagine dumping him and he goes on to be an all-timer. That's the history of the Dolphins, isn't it? We've only had hey, one... So look at Steve Young. He was playing yeah. at... He was playing at um... Tampa Bay when they were absolute horseshit. Yes, and um, then he went and he and he went and he went and he sat behind the great Joe Montana, and then they had a falling out. Montana, people don't know this. A lot of people don't know. Went and played for Kansas City for a few years. Nearly got them to to a Super Bowl. Yep. that was the last time they were relevant. Joe's been finished for a long time. Yep. And does I mean, anybody look- think of of him as a chief? No. Nah. I mean, yeah, people who know footy would go, yeah, he played his last couple of years at Chief, but he's he, everything about him is is 49ers. And, geez, you know, it, it, you just, I worry as a Dolphins fan, I think we've done really well getting a new coaching stuff. I think we've done really well um, picking the draft picks we've got. And I think you know, have to give two of the next two or three years. And what's the worst thing that happens? We haven't, we've barely made playoffs anyway each year. I, I, I'm going on the same thing as you. Let's give him two, three, four years. And really, the franchise, we don't sell out games. We don't make playoffs. And if he becomes the player that a lot of people think he can, then awesome. Patience was rewarded, right? Yeah. And, and and if he doesn't work out, then really, I don't mean to be rude. You know, I follow the Finns and have all, all, all my, you know, have all my NFL following life. Nothing's really changed for me. So I say give Tua a chance. And those are the whispering that, you know, oh, we, we saw him in his practices, he couldn't do anything. Um, do they realise that he had a, a, an injury that almost cost him being able to walk again? And did they see any of his college career? Like, I know Alabama, um, a lot of players who get drafted from Alabama don't go on because they're better as a team unit than they are as individuals. Yeah, but a lot do. A yeah, lot and, do. And the reason a lot don't is because so many of them get drafted. And, and left-handed quarterbacks as well, mate. Like if he, they they, oh, they throw something different, they 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 put they change yeah. the angles. Um, you got to give these guys a little bit of time, and you got to get a little bit of trust in the coach. And they've just brought in, you know, his his main receiver from his Alabama days. Uh, you got to give the kid a chance. I, I'm I'm totally. I've become really. It used to be in the NFL that it used to they used to give quarterbacks. Trying to get a little bit of seasoning, right? I, I just don't believe that you can wait for instant. Everyone's going, oh, but Brady did it this year at, at, at Tampa. People have got to get a grip and realize that Tom Brady doesn't take anything like top money to be in a club. No. And I can tell you, no. if you want to take on Aaron Rodgers and all the baggage that goes with him and all the BS, like every off season, sit through this crap. After we choked, you know what? All I see is every year I switch off the NFL. After the Packers get knocked out, I barely watch the Super Bowls. I'm really I get upset. I get all this. I think of all the ways that we choke in and out. And then the whole off season is, oh, this and Aaron Rodgers, this and that. It's like, 
Carl, go give us a break. You want to pick? You want to pick up his contract? I tell you what, if you want to pick up his contract and try and balance out and make a workable team unit that's in the NFC Championship game every second year, regardless of who's it coaching, yeah, and and one of the one of the you know the better performed teams, we barely lose our division. Yep, you know, 100%. and everyone, if, if, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't know what it's like to sit at a, at a club that's run like just a joke, and I'll tell you what, he's lucky because he's been sucking most of our salary cap too for the last 10 years, and everyone knows it and no one says it, that that's one of the reasons that Tom Brady's so successful is because he doesn't suck the life out of the rest of the squad by taking most of the money to himself. Fan. Honestly, fantastic. We're going to leave our American sport rant there, mate. Uh, just in this break of the show, just to remind you, you can get us on the Love Sport Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. You can get me, Paul, at Paul underscore football on Twitter. You could also uh, get John. Very rarely replies, mind you. Uh, but you can get him on Atlantic Peach as well. And as always, with this episode, you are stuck in the middle of a thus. Okay, John, got a new section for you. I don't want anything but a yes or no. I don't want any rationale. I just want it straight up, yes or no. And you can do the same to me. I know you haven't got any questions formed. I'm just thinking of a few now. So it's purely yes or no. Okay? And that's my Well, just for some context out there, I'm still trying to sort of bring myself down after that whole Aaron Aaron Rodgers catharsis moment. I feel that you... That's been eating me up, man. I feel a bit of happiness, though, from you now. I feel like you've dented, and it, and while it's still a bit of Mount Vesuvius, I feel like the ash is settling. So it's probably... Well, I'm going to wear Brett, my Brett Favre jersey all week. Uh, mate, I'll, uh, I'll bring out the old Merino one. Don't you worry about that. Okay, yes or no? The Roosters can still win the NRL Premiership. It's a yes or no for you, mate. Yes. AFL, Richmond can still win the 2021... NFL, uh, AFL Premiership. Is that a joke? Yes. No, it wasn't. I was just chucking a couple out there for you, mate. You got, right. me? you got any for me? Yeah. Do oh, you want me to give you one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Is Liz Cambage the most entitled sports person in Australia? No. Okay. Nice answer. Next one up. You, you can chuck <laughs> me another one. <laughs> I don't. That's the only one I want. I wanted to get that one out at some point, but. I don't have anywhere to go next. Uh, okay. Should Brad Thorne be the Wallabies coach? Yes. Nice. Wow, that's it. We'll leave it as simple as that, mate. Yes, no, is no, uh, no answer to that. Um, got another that's one good because that's going to take all my Liz Cambage rant off the table because I was going to finish with. Oh, well, we can, uh, we can bring that out another night. I, I mm. have my rationale behind it, but I like the, uh, I like the, the snap of these next couple sections, mate. Um, next one's going to be a keep, keep or kick. Um, so it's basically those two options. You're going to keep whatever the kind yeah. of thing put forward is, or you're going to kick it out. Um, I like this one. Right. Yeah. So the super rugby Australian title, we don't worry about super rugby with South Australia or New Zealand. Do we keep just an Australian system or do we kick that out? It's a bit of a tough one, that. <sighs> that is tough because my thoughts Oh, yeah, I say you, you keep it. Beautiful. Okay. Um, cool. Okay, here we go. 
expand the A-League. So keep it at its current amount of teams or kick it out. <laughs> you know what I think. Kick that out. <laughs> Come on. You give me a couple of Who are you going to bring in? Who, seriously, who are you going to bring are you going to bring the bigger cheeses? Oh, no, no. We're going, to, we're going to bring these debates over future weeks. We're just keeping it simple right now, mate. Letting it simmer mm-hmm. away. Keep or kick. Mm. So no rationale behind him. If you got any there, I know I've thrown you on the spot. It's good ground and bigger, mate. <laughs> that is, actually. Rather be like, fertile. Be like Redcliffe. Comes from. Yeah. Let's not even talk about it. You know I was there last night. I think it was 2000. And not as cold, though. Bigger's just not as cold as Redcliffe, judging by your photos. Well, mate, it's that wind coming off the water. So it was actually a bit warmer than the photos last <laughs> night, wearing the beanie and the shirt. But uh, there was only 2,000 right. mates. So I didn't get any body temperature. We uh, scored a goal that was disallowed from VAR, quite rightly. And then we hit the crossbar. And that was about the only action in 94 minutes. So nil all draw. Uh, probably, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not a gambling man. Should have chucked 20 on the uh, 10 to 1. <laughs> because uh, last night I had chips and a coffee. That was about it. Um, okay, mate, you got any, uh, any keep or kicks for me? Yeah, this is our last segment for the night because I better get something in. Um, okay, keep or kick, Chris Lynn. Oh, kick. Yeah, same. What an idiot. Oh, oh. That, we can't give Russian R, we're not allowed to. Kick. All right, sorry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <not> fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, I absolutely loved your rant tonight. Um, we've got a couple of troops returning for our podcast next week as well. So the sections, uh, did you like the yes or no and the keep kick? They're good because it's hard to not actually say something about stuff. And that's what we're going to do each week. And uh, talking to a few people uh, on, on our podcast feed and so forth, they've said keep a few things simple. So we will do that each week. And if you come out with any suggestions, uh, at Love Sport on Facebook or Twitter, or if you come to Paul underscore football or Twitter, John won't answer at Lambic Peach, but he'd love to see your stuff. We will definitely include your sections. If you've got any questions for us, we'll pose them later next week. So, John, we're going to actually start adding in um, listeners' questions because we do get questions from time to time. We're going to put that in as a section. I'll read them out, um, and we're going to put them on notice for you. So you might get a bit of time to answer them. Sounds good. That was fun. That was a really good one. So, I've calmed down. I've calmed no, I'm, down. I'm, I'm going to fire you up each week. I think it's fantastic listening. Look, you know, it's it's it's. I think it's a little bit like it's to me the whole Aaron Rodgers thing is a bit of a crime of passion. Mm. Mm. But see, he's a lover who doesn't give you. It feels like it doesn't give you any emotion. I don't know. He said you hear this stuff. It's like oh, he loves the packs. Like did. I don't know. I just, okay, I'm in neutral. Don't, don't feel I'm, it, man. I'm in neutral. And when I think Packers, you know, there's obviously we can go beyond it, but I always think of Rodgers and Favre, right? It's just I know there's other players and you and I know our NFL and I could say it, but that's Packers for me. You look at the Dolphins and you go, Marino, that's about it, even though, yes, there's other players. The, the quarterbacks are so part of the fabric and and – if you can't get emotionally invested, like you were never going to get emotionally invested in a Joe Flacco and he won a Super Bowl. You're not going to get invested at the guy who's been at every club. What's his name? The guy who's been at the Vikings and all over the oh, place. Oh, and Dominican Sue. You just don't yeah. get you don't yeah. get the passion with these guys. It's the quarterbacks that bring it. And if that if he's not giving that to you, something's wrong. If it smells like a fish, it's generally a fish, right? Well, the other great the other great, great packer, I mean, okay, go back to Bart Starr, who's the yeah. Yeah. who's the great quarterback. But for me, 
my lifetime now, the great Packer, not necessarily my favourite player, but great. Actually, yeah, um, Brett Favre's number one, Reggie White's number two, and Rogers number yeah. three. Well, mate, give me give me an example. Uh, the Browns, right? Who do you think of? Not who do you think Jim of the Browns. Browns? Right. Who do you think of for the Bears? I mean, I think of I think of the fridge, right? Because I, I don't know because the, the quarterbacks never really. Yeah, I think of Mike Ditka. Yeah, exactly. You think of the coach, the legendary coach. Um, you know, you you, you, you look at um, a team like New York Giants, and I mean, I think of Taylor. Is my you know, I think of Lawrence Taylor as my primary guy, and obviously a quarterback who didn't take himself too seriously. You got to think of Eli in there as well. Yeah, that's what I meant. Like you're taking a super, a two-time Super Bowl champion who didn't take it as he he just seemed like he had a balanced life, and I don't think people yeah. enjoyed that. You know what I mean? Lawrence, Lawrence Taylor, Lawrence Taylor's the guy, along with Reggie White, who you say when we're talking about the NFL that they're the two defensive guys that I want to take him and Mike Singletary from the Bears. So that would be the three, that are big defensive players that I would take with me. And another guy I used to love. Absolutely love when the when the Forty Niners were big time was a guy called Merton Hanks, and I sure. believe he's now on the and oh Dion, oh Dion, Neon Dion. But then Dion spent going to teams. Uh, I, I would have been awesome if Dion had just actually stayed at stayed at um, Atlanta, but or stayed at San Francisco. But then he's at the Cowboys. Like, how many teams are you going to go to? Imagine if that guy had stayed on a team, and he is one of the rare players who could have played almost anywhere, couldn't he? He could have played forward. He could have played – so he could have played offense or defense. And yeah, he played he was, both ways. He, he played he, both ways. He, and he, he was did. a great special teams returner. And, and he could play other sports as well, so we'll just throw that in. I think John, his this, first touch in the NFL, he scored a touchdown with a kick return, a punt kick return. Kick return, punt return. Um, yeah. Mate, this has been the Love Sport Podcast. You've got to get me pleasure. off. I'll see you. I'm just going to shut up. Bye, everyone. No, I'm sorry. I love it. It was a bit of an NFL special tonight. You got any feedback for us? Get us at Love Sport on, on Facebook and Twitter. Get me at Paul underscore football and John at Lambic Peach. Enjoy your sport this weekend, everyone. And even if you lose, uh, make sure your kids enjoy it. Peace out. Uh, thanks for joining us another episode of the Love Sport Podcast. You can get us on Love Sport at Facebook and Twitter. Get John at Lambic Peach on Twitter and Paul at Paul underscore football. We'll talk with you about anything related to sport, potentially politics, definitely not money because we don't have any. This was the Love Sport Podcast. And if you never listen to us again because of that, we totally deserve it. Love Sport Podcast out.